You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Sid Talk. Yes. Hello, what is the before the after the show discussion today? Nothing. Nothing at all? I don't think so. We pretty much said it. We were listening silence. to Skrillex. Yes, I was playing Scrabble online. Um, and then we were listening to Calvin Harris a little bit. Calvin Harris's new album is out. Uh, just so you know, I don't know the difference. So <laughs> Calvin Harris is a lot less raucous than uh, Skrillex. Yeah, I wouldn't know the difference. You could put ten of them in a row and I'd be like, that is not the Eagles. True. <laughs> that is not 38 Special. So <laughs> that is not you two. I can tell you everything else all them together. Skrillex might be the Eagles Skrillex, of electronic dance Skrillex music. Skrillex and... What's his face? Calvin Harris and even Moby and Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse. They all, they aren't them. It's not like Moby's singing a song every time so that you can recognize right, right, it. Right. There's Every song can be completely different. True. So if you recognize it, it's not because you know that's who it is. It's because, I mean, it's because you know that's who it is, not because you go, ooh, that sounds like Skrillex. Because a thousand different people could make sounds yeah. just like that. Maybe, I'm not insulting him, I'm saying... It's electronic, digital, a lot of it, and then they sample their own sounds and whatnot. But you could put loads of songs against each other, and some are better than others. You sound like an old person. Well, it's not. I'm not lying because they every every genre sounds alike, though. If you put all hair bands in a row, somebody who doesn't know is not going to know the difference either. So, but electronic music is. Less about the person's voice or about a particular instrument in the band. Because Often about the vibe. If of you that. hear a certain instrument in particular bands, you know you pinpoint that sound in that band. Yeah, yeah. Often. Like U2, for instance. Right. So in electronic music, you have to really know a lot of it to know who's who. And I do know a lot of it because I kind of always followed uh, electronic dance music since uh, The Prodigy, which was... In the 90s. Oh, my God. Old man. Anyway, uh, moving on to the podcast. Are you under the delusion that listening to electronic music will keep you young? No, uh, I just enjoy it. It does not turn back. Because I grew up with it, I guess. That music, you know, that music was my, you know, from when I was like 18 to I was 25, like that kind of period in my life. So you kind of grew up with it. I think my most influential music was from about 13 to 18. Yeah, I, all, I have all that too, like the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. Um, you know, it was the Smiths for me, and then before that, Duran Duran and stuff like that, you know? And then dance music in the uh, 90s. So yeah, I guess you have, you know, your you have formative years when things stick in your brain more than others. Like it now, I'm learning about electronic music, which I like. It's just not going to be a, f- it's not a formative time for me. So in 20 years' time, I won't be going. Oh, I remember the days of Dead Mouse back when I was 47. But you would, but you would be like, I, I still love the album that Dead Mouse did. Not I mean, necessarily because I, I still listen to it. Not necessarily. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> albums tend to stick with me. Like if I like them, they'll stay in my thing, and then I'll always play them. You know, just that's how it happens for me. So. And with this day of digital music and that, you kind of have your thing, don't you? Your music that you collect along those times, mm-hmm. and then you end up listening to it over and over, and eventually, it's about repetition music, I think. 
You can listen to anything. And then there are people like me who watch Bob's Burgers episodes over and over. Yeah. As if it was a song. <laughs> True. So, this is not the musical podcast. We don't really talk about music very much. No, we so, don't listen to enough music in this house. You always have something else going on. I listen to a lot of music. Now when I'm here, you don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. You listen to your podcasts <laughs> and your videos. What's wrong with podcasts? Nothing's wrong with them, but you... if I'm over there and you're watching a podcast... Or listening to a podcast or watching a video. I don't care what the giant bomb people are saying. But if you were playing Skrillex all day really loud, I'd be like, awesome. <laughs> so on my days off, we'll be musicking and you can listen to uh, other stuff. No, I'll just put my headphones on and listen to it. <laughs> oh, giant. perfect. Well, that's even perfect. All right. So uh, forget all about that stuff. This Hi. is the... Well, we're moving on. Hi. So this is uh, After the Show. It's a podcast. We review movies, not music. And the movie we're going to be reviewing this week is Into the Storm. It's Saturday, November the 22nd. This is after the show number 352. And this is a 2014 movie. It's actually out on the 18th, which is already gone, so you can pick it up now. It's a PG-13 from our friends at Warner Brothers. It came out this summer. So Into the Storm, you give the synopsis. Uh, Probably whatever the box says. A bunch of tornadoes hit a... Midwestern town on the same day, and in there we have storm chasers, meteorologists, and human interest stories. I'm sounding flat and uninterested because it took me a very long time to get interested in so, this movie. So I will, uh, you know, I saw the trailer for Into the Storm earlier this year and thought it looked okay. Like, you know, I saw it didn't really show a ton of stuff, but I like natural disaster movies. I like disaster movies in general, as you know. I like mm-hmm. Roland Emmerich stuff. I just like crazy, you know, spectacle. And that's what Into the Storm is. Now. Kind of. This isn't a perfect movie, I'm just going to say here. But I did enjoy myself. In parts. Um, I want to... I'll give some negativity first. My neg- first negativity is... The human drama in this movie meant nothing to me at all. Like... It was like a bad TV show. Um, That's what it felt like to me. The acting wasn't very good. It was kind of stale and like, uh, you know, they were using the point of view camera thing. Oh, we're making a video diary. All that kind of stuff. All those tropes that you've seen a million, heard and seen a million times. That all occurs in the first 20 minutes. Kids looking at the cameras, doing time capsules. And it's just all, you know, you've seen it before, all that stuff. Seems really lazy now to me. Also... It doesn't know whether it wants to be like a POV footage thing or a real movie. Like, like from moment to moment, it's like, oh, it's a normal movie again. No, now it's this POV thing. It's like, they don't commit to either one of them, so it, it just seems a bit weird to me in that way. Um, but, on the flip side of that, when the special effects come in this movie, and that's really what you're there for, it's called Into the Storm. They are some of the best special effects I have seen for a disaster movie. Like, it looks like that is really occurring. And then in the extras for this movie, they some show of you it, some Some of it. Stuff. Don't mislead people. Not all of it. Some of it. Some of it's very movie-ish, like, over mm-hmm. the top. Like, here's, here's a question for you. Why does a small town have a massive airport with, mili- with loads of 747 jets? No, we have an airport. Yeah, no, it had more 747 jets in that airport like than like I've seven. ever seen. Yeah, but go go to like uh, LAX. They don't even have seven. Of course they do. No, not well. They might have seven. Like, occasionally. no, like the airport at Columbia will have 
that it was just a, it was just a thing there's a thing with right it. but that's i was not, like well, well we're in a small town aren't we what's that that's definitely possible also that small town could be a like an edge of a bigger city that we just don't know we didn't know about all right so i understand what you're saying because i found lots of those th- i mean that, a lot of those things the van rolls over and yet every single of those 20 different monitors is completely intact the satellite is intact and it's completely crunched on the outside i mean that, yes it has like, moved. Ah. actually one thing i noticed was a van rolled over that we'd seen, and then when they were inside it, the uh, interior was different. Uh, they were in it, and the interior was one way, and then they were in it, turned over, and the interior was different. It was different seats. And I was like, wow, what's going on here? Like, I don't know what that was about. But there are a few... I'm not sure about that, but I'd have to look again. Yeah, it's true. They had It was blue seats, and then it was red seats. And I was like, are we looking at a different bus? I don't know if they'd be that careless. Uh, I would. I could show it you side by yeah, side. It's, it, is, it. it is absolutely. I was like, wow, that's um. But that's just a conti- continuity thing. Um, but the special effects are fantastic in this movie, Sometimes. and the sound effects are fantastic too. That you Definitely. feel like you're in a storm a lot of the time. There's, There's like little sounds that come over your shoulder and then like over your shoulder yeah. again. Like what? The, the, it's like what you're, is that when when you hear you? a storm coming and you're in your house. And we've not had a tornado. We've we, we've had tornado warnings here, actually. We, you know, really close to us. We've never had an incident with a tornado, but we, there's been tornadoes. And when you're in your house and that kind of storm is going on outside, your house has this kind of vibrating quality to it. Like you can feel things, and you can hit, you know, wind whistling and like just movements. Like throughout this movie, I actually felt that stuff. You know, the sound from the sound effects really. Uh, rumbling and you know the, the, when the when rumbling the made me coming. feel like I had to pee more often. <laughs> it kind of rattled your. Well, the bones. special effects were awesome, you know. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of the last Twister movie I saw was real actually Twister because mm-hmm. they, they don't really make a lot of tornado movies, and Twister had good special effects as well for the time. Because like two things can happen in a tornado movie: things get flung around and people get sucked up in it. There's there's, there's no other. There's nothing else a tornado does. I, and I, I just like um, seeing like nature kick our ass. I, I always find that a fascinating thing. But, but not in a way that you know that it's destroyed people's lives. No. It's not pleasant. And, then, and, then, and partially, that was another thing about this movie. You know, we're, we're excited. It's exciting and all that stuff. And I was thinking, like, no, people really go through this. And, mm-hmm. and then they tried to like kind of cover that a little bit at the end. But, you know, it also it felt a little bit... Like, why are we, you know... Why are we what? Getting excited about people's hometowns being all ripped up. Right, they're showing you the storm chasers are excited. Yeah. Those two dickheads are excited, which... And we're excited as the viewer going along. Oh, see, I'm not. Well, I mean, we're supposed to be. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm thinking the whole time, people actually... Well, we know, because in our own state, that's Joplin happening. It's kind of got that movie... And you just think, that happens all kinds of disaster horrible things happen to people all the time that we then see in movies i get it but this seems like there's actually no control over tornadoes earthquakes things like that and then when you think about it's so it's always the same it just plows across everybody's houses sucks people away kills people flings things around devastation and then it's gone right and then everybody builds back up Right. And then so, to me, I'm only thinking of that. Right. 
and I'm, I'm not thinking of it like, oh, what a drag, this movie shouldn't be about tornadoes. So what I'm thinking is the way they portray the storm chasers aren't even like, there is no balance there of, there's no grit, there's no nothing. He is a character, t- he claims he wants to help people in the He's future exactly at one point. what I picture, and storm chasers in he's real life. Despa- he's well, just desperate. I don't even think of that in that way. I think he's a documentary filmmaker. All he wants is his funding. He wants his footage, and then, then at the very, very, very base, like one split split second, he decides after having it's kind of heroic a little bit, but he's not. So to me, he's not because I don't care, and that's my that's my number one problem with this whole entire movie. I don't give a shit that's about what, one. That's what single, I said. The I mean, human not one person. Is, no, not, me neither. No. Not one person. Not one story. The only thing that kind of riveted me a bit was the actual. The reality of being trapped in a thing that was that seemed realistic to me that you could be trapped in the in a basement or something that's filling with water. I mean, it actually is possible. That kind of freaked me out. Just the thought of that. And I don't blame the actors for that. Sometimes I do. Um, I blame the actual script because the script is really, really basic. Very basic. And when they're trying to be. Hey, this is found, not found footage. This is POV footage. We're all using GoPros and all that kind of stuff. When they're trying to do that, it all feels phony to me. Especially at the beginning where the kids are all in the high school and stuff. Absolutely. It just feels like, oh, this is just phony. Like, I've seen horror movies like this and it's just, it, it's just, you know, we're getting to something. And the acting is all very. Now, funnily enough, we saw the dirties recently. Which is mm-hmm. a small independent film in the, in that style with GoPros and everything, and those dudes pulled it off for me. Absolutely, like it didn't feel like oh this is like super hokey and phony. It felt like wow we're really in a high school following some kids around and look at these mean kids and stuff. In this, when they're in the school at the beginning, I was like oh my god I can't take much more of this part. I couldn't either. No. I felt exactly the same. This like is... if I have to watch this corny. Yeah, Nickelodeon fucking acting for five more minutes. I'm going like, to I'm going to hey, go to the bro. bathroom and tell you not to pause. And like every I single person in this scene, uh, in the high school scene, it's they're all like caricatures of, of teenagers. Yep. It's like, hey, bro, and I'm the jock dude, and I'm the nerd dude, and we're gonna bully this nerd dude. Hey, let's uh, let's you know jump in the middle of the picture while he's talking. It's all exactly what you expect from like just some shitty horror movie. That's how I was thinking. And then, you know, it doesn't get much better when the adults start talking to each other. The storm chasers in the van and stuff. I was like, well, these are right, just shitty Super shallow. Got a little daughter. You know, Twister, they have that storm chaser thing. And they're kind of shitty, too. It's just not... They're just cranked up a bit more. So they're more caricature than these are flat, blah. Yeah, I think they are. And I don't... I honestly don't think it's... I do think it's some of the actors' faults. Mm -hmm. Not all of them. Because I think some of them were actually doing all right with what they had. I think the director's superficial. Like, really superficial. This is going to be really cool. And, you know, some of it is cool. Make it hot. Make it pop. Make it all that shit. You know the bit where he's showing you the Storm Chaser van? And it's like... They do it as, like, a promotional video. You know, it's all, like... So phony, and I know it's supposed to be phony, but it it feels double phony. It's just I almost had a hint of okay, this is so bad. These people are just so so unappealing. Maybe they've taken a page out of Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> yeah, and like I'm going, to, I'm supposed You'll to really around. hate these people, and they're going to use something, or at some point, something's going to flip around, and that never came. No. And they're really kind of one-dimensional, all of them. Like, uh, there's not much... Th- that not, This is it? 
you, you, one of them appears on the screen and then that's it. Like, all you really know is like, oh, there's the Walking Dead woman. She's got a child because she had a Skype call. Mm-hmm. It's like there's not much filled in on anybody. Like, nobody really has a conversation because there's no time. Like, The it's sons a- have a dead mother. The father has a dead Yeah, wife. but it's all just like, it's communicated by hardly anything. And because it's only, a, it's not even an hour and 30 minutes, this movie. It's an hour and 28 minutes. Well, explains it then. So there's not a lot of time. But having said that, the first 28 minutes of it, where I was, the high school and all that stuff, I was like, wow, is this, are we just going to have this lame drama and, and there's going to be a tiny bit of storm at the end? Like, the, um, what, what was the, what was the other disaster movie where there's not much of a disaster? The disaster's well, constant. Well, Leone is not yeah, until the very the, end. The contest, it's just the last five minutes, isn't it? The rest of it's a drama. But the drama's actually pretty good in that one. I was hoping this is not going to be like an hour and 20 minutes of high school drama and then a, a five-minute tornado. And luckily it didn't turn out that way. And then you've got like those hillbilly dudes and oh, it's like the God. worst characters I've ever seen. Embarrassing. It was like they came out of like like a cartoon, like like Wacky Races or something. Or off of YouTube, I suppose. If you watch enough YouTube, you'd it find them. It was even them. worse than... No, you'd find them exactly, those people. And I know they were trying to be topical. Oh, what, you know, like when they sat down writing this movie, they were like, we're going to do like, you know, video diaries and this we and that. We have idiots who want to be on YouTube. So YouTube, those, those YouTube kind of dudes, and it doesn't matter who they are, they're going to have cameras, so they're going to document this thing. But then they're just complete idiots. They stand there right next to tornadoes going, yeah, dude, look at this. All of them do. Nobody moves fast enough in this movie. I've never been in a tornado, right? But I've been around tornado warnings where someone has said there's a tornado five miles out of town. And I'll tell you what, my mom had us in the basement so fast, it was like we just materialized there. These people, there's some disconnect between what the CGI ended up being and what these people are reacting to. Because there's a lot of this. Because they're really reacting standing, to Standing, and they wobble, and they stand up, and they... I mean, it takes seconds and seconds. I'm not I'm not nitpicking. You'll find that in your mind, you're like, why aren't you... Why are you literally from one street corner to the next away from this two-mile monstrosity that's... But you're looking up, and you're like, it doesn't make any sense. I do think the special effects were really well done. Not all of them, but... No, There was no. parts where I was like, wow, that's really, really awesome. Like, I don't see... There was a bit where... They were in the van and they were just looking with POV cameras and they looked out of the window and there was a car lot and all the cars mm-hmm. just started to... And I was like, wow, that, that looks just really looks good. like a car lot. I mean, they don't look like phony CG cars or anything. The it house... Was... Not all of that stuff looked good. It was occasionally you got the wobble and the weirdness and the bad contrast. I mean, it was kind of salt and peppered in there. So, but the biggest images, even though I've never seen in real life, but I've seen real ones on footage on the news and stuff, definitely you can tell they... Like he said in the extras, I put the real one right here, a yeah. real, and I said I want it to look exactly like this, yeah, not like this, it. exactly like this. And so. I was impressed by that. Uh, the opening scene, actually, before the credits, before the title card comes up, where all the teenagers are in the vehicle, and the and the that scene was really really effective. I thought that would have been good for the, just be the trailer that scene. Oh no! They made me want. They made me realize right away I wasn't gonna. Yeah, like but the special anybody. effects of that. Oh. I was like, and the sound. Yeah, true. I was like, wow, that is like that's really intense. Like, because you know they're in a car and a twister comes while they're in a car. And oh, that kind of, was good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just felt really. But again, the personalities were there was just no. They were just like cabin in the woods characters before you like them. <laughs> yeah. That's what everybody's the horrible. Kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because in case, yeah, we explain Cabin in the Woods is. You, 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 I've got to get this on my phone. I've got to get this. Johnny, get in the car. Yeah, all that. Johnny, you've got to get in the car. I've got to get this on my phone, man. Look, this is awesome. Johnny, get in the car. I'm going to get a million hits on YouTube. I can do, like, the whole movie that way. Because yeah. it's not but, good. But I don't think it's a total shit fest movie. <laughs> because I actually enjoyed the stuff. Um, the way I kind of enjoyed Twister. I have a love-hate relationship with Twister also because it's kind of cool um, for its day. I was like, wow, these special effects are awesome and like you've never seen anything like it. But then there's a really hokey story in the middle of it that I just really... And then a hokey ending. And, you know, this movie kind of does that thing, what Twister did, that I hated as well, like, you know, with the... Mm, yeah, but I think that was just because that can happen. That I, can happen. I didn't like that part. It just seemed really, you know... It gets really over the top at the end, towards the end. And the bit in the storm drain, it just didn't feel scary. Like, they got in a storm drain to be safe. You felt they were safe. (laughs) I felt they were just completely safe. Like, so stuff was happening, really big stuff, trucks flying and stuff. But I'd never felt these characters were in danger there once it got to that. So it kind of... They They had to manufacture the danger by showing you that it becomes a wind tunnel. By having a semi truck blast into one end and the... Sucking them out the other, and then you had to manufacture the idea that, well, if we pull this other vehicle up to the end, then everybody won't get sucked out. I mean... What they did was they took this massive scape, which we which was growing and growing throughout the movie. We're driving down roads, we're seeing it, this big thing. Oh, true. They, they took all the scope of it all and just crammed it into this little storm drain all of a sudden. And then I was like, oh, well, everybody's fine in there, aren't they? Maybe one of them will get killed or something. <laughs> but, in general, they're probably all right down here, and, you know, it's kind of... Anticlimactic. Yeah, so I just felt all the all the drama and like scariness of the tornado kind of just disappeared towards the end of it. And that was a shame really. Yeah. Because the tornado is the best character in the film. Mm-hmm. And it is ominous and it you know, I like you know, I really liked the bit where the hailstones falling out of the sky. You know, all all the lead up and everything is. We had hail the day that Joplin happened, if you remember. Yeah, we did really weird and a weird sky as well. But um, there's a lot of footage of real tornado stuff in this movie. It goes by at the end, um, Oklahoma one. Yeah, that was not so long. Not long ago, but they actually used that footage from the local news, and you know, so a lot of it is. That's why when you're watching it. It's like, you know, do handle it with some... Yeah, because it's a real hair. frivolous film. It's it's a like a silly kind of fun film, like Twister was as well, I guess. But um, you could do a tornado movie very serious and still have it really be cool. See, I think Twister, cool. the only... The best part of Twister, which I don't dismiss movies just because they were a while ago and now you decide that they don't look good anymore. But I think... Not you, but people and you're part of those people. But what I appreciated no, at the time like and now that's not what you said the other day so it looks like shit no the end scene I just don't like I've never liked it I thought it looked bad at the time I thought it, and I thought it's a really bad concept as well what I like about it is that the idea is what they're really trying to do is find a way to warn people that's like their whole thing now inside of that group is the obnoxious Philip Seymour Hoffman and the den Storm the, right so that inside of that idea on the opposite end, this time we have all we want is the footage. And then tucked inside of there is a tiny little nugget of, well, we can possibly help people. So even though Twister's more of a Hollywoody spectacle, I'm more behind it 
just because I feel like in the end, because you know how stories go, we're going something's gonna happen where we're gonna act is gonna come to some good. And in this one, all you think of is he just wants his documentary. That's all he wants. That's all he cares about. And that is not enough of a motive to put all these people through all this stuff. So that was one of my weak points because the tornado can't save a movie. Like, it can be a huge spectacle, it looks awesome, you know, like on the screen, and you hear it, and you feel it, and you think, oh my god, that would, like, you've kind of experienced it. Yeah, that weird that's what I got thing. from this movie. But not enough to override that the story is nothing. Like it's, like I said to you, if you, I would almost like this movie better if you dropped the people out of it, and we just saw news reports. No, like, make a, make a movie where, if the go, and this is fantasy, of course, but like a movie where we're, we're moved ahead in time, we're still, can't stop them before they start, but at some point, we're, during this story we're gonna watch, somebody's gonna figure out a way to dissipate, to stop, or something. Like, it, that's the big payoff, isn't just, but the, every other movie, now, the movies have to just be left with, they're just gonna come and they're gonna kill everybody. <laughs> like you can't. I also them. don't think tornado movies necessarily have to have storm chasers in them. Exactly. I would like one without storm chasers in it because it's just too obvious and it's too. Oh look, storm chasers are cool. So let's have storm chasers. You know, and look at the vehicles they have, and look how cool they are, and look how brave they are. But really, this guy in this movie, yeah, he, well, more stupid than brave. Really, he's kind of. And a it's unfortunate, but storm. Chasers have died even recently yeah. doing this. And if their motive only is to help people, that's awesome. But you have to know that they're in it for the... They're in it they for get off fame on it. Money, they, not just fame. I don't think fame and money. But I mean, if they're the one that gets the footage that nobody else has, then that makes them, like, that's exciting, isn't it? I mean, the real guy, Reed something, the Storm Chaser guy, is in the extras for this Blu-ray. And he talks a lot about, oh, we just want to be in the middle of one for the science, for the science. And I kept thinking, is it all for the science or is it for that Discovery show that you make? No, I think ultimately, well, they didn't have the Discovery show first. They had that first. So that's what they were trying yeah, to do. Yeah, but I mean now, out. like, because, you know, even even they've made a really weird, you know, like a car that's, they made it on the show. They had a whole season of the show where they built this vehicle. I don't think that takes even their away. Things all I don't think that up, takes like, away. I don't think it's fair to say that takes away from what they've his other motivation. And I'd never watched the Storm Chasers or anything. Never. In fact, the footage that you see on the extras here is probably as much as I've seen about it, but it looked interesting to see the 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 uh, tornadoes close up, but I didn't really And the comparison. I, yeah, but because that show is almost like a reality show taking place during the time, it would put me off that. I don't really want to know about the dudes and who, what they do and how they tell jokes to each other while they're waiting and stuff. I just want to see the footage, you know. Which, you can see the best footage, to be honest, of volcanoes if you go on uh, YouTube. Volcanoes. Volcanoes. Tornadoes. <laughs> you can see volcanoes as well, but you can see tornado footage. Really awesome close-up footage, like, like the people in this movie who just stand there with a phone and film a tornado coming towards them. People in real life do that too. Yeah, because like if one was coming at our house and you're seeing it in the distance, I won't be thinking about filming it. No, but I'm talking distance. I'm not talking about like the house right next right. door to you is starting to fall apart. I'm talking about if we saw it and we could tell it was past the lake boat over there. Your my first inclination would be to take a picture of it, get the thing because I can tell it's not going to be here. But when in this movie, when it's actually literally like. 
Yeah, like on top of Across the street. And uh, those two hillbilly dudes, they're, they're taking a selfie with a tornado in the background. Like, and it's right on them. Like, and they just. There's people like that. They're just completely idiotic. Unfortunately, and, those people exist. Yeah, that was the. That was almost the final straw for me where they started to take a selfie with the volcano. Uh, uh, and it was also tornado. making fun of, I don't know, I think. If, Small town. Let's go another 10 years and then make an actual dark and gritty tornado movie. Yeah, but it's not a. You know, the special effects are really... Yes, very good. You know... Convincing. Yeah, and the sound effect. I felt like I was in a storm quite a lot of the time. I just... My main thing was, can I be in this storm with less idiots around me? <laughs> can I be in this storm alone, please? <laughs> um, so let's move on to the cast here. Richard Armitage plays Gary. And, uh, you know, I didn't know who Richard Armitage was today until... I looked at what he'd done, and he, he's actually in the Hobbit movies, and he's like the King Thorin. Um, <coughs> excuse me. He didn't really do a lot in this movie to win me over at all. Like He's father of two teenage boys, and he has to be the protector guy. He's not very protective. He's not very save-his-sons kind of guy. There's no... You know what? He's dislike. He can, he's unlikable. You, like. you can say what you want about Day After Tomorrow. I don't care. I like it. And the thing about Dennis Quaid is... He's actually, yeah. I feel the drive to go and find and save his son. I know it's corny. This and it's, it's like your Armageddon to me. I was like, going to say this one's more like 2012. Everybody's an idiot, and it's just 2012 is not as bad as you remember. It's pretty bad. It's not. Hor- it's not great. I'm not. I'm not even I was so hyped to see on it. Good. And then, but it's not as horrible as you think. <laughs> I'll, Watch it again. <laughs> I can rem- all I can remember, and it just puts me off completely. Driving the limo thing really far, all the thing falling apart. Woody Harrelson stood on top but of a mountain. But don't you remember those scenes and like in this scene, the guy with the, the guys with the YouTube? And I'm not trying to be a snob here, intellectual snob of any kind. I'm not super intelligent. I'm not intelligent really of any scale. But the people those things are made for outnumber people who don't think like that by 10 to 1. Because the people in the audience going, oh my God, oh my God, that limousine almost fell in the ditch. Oh my God, that thing almost fell on him. Those people exist. Yeah, and that's they're the audience they're pointed the movie, yeah. Not just the audience, but there are more of them, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Or even if you're not that way, a lot of people will be inclined to act that way when they're with a group of people at the movies or sitting on the couch and reacting to all that shit. That's what these... Some of these filmmakers seem to go for where it's like, we got to have something happening. We got to have something to do. Like the lady even said, one of the extras, I don't even know who she was. Well, I had to figure out something for these people to do in the van. Well, that means that she thinks that we're all so easily bored that if two people are having a conversation, we're not interested in what they're saying. We just want them to be pressing buttons and tapping shit and moving around. That tells me that that is a bigger thing than you and I. Who could happily see two people sitting in a basement, <laughs> afraid for their lives, discussing life and mortality, knowing the, the tornado was outside, and we might never see it. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. a difference in the, I love the tornado, the spectacle of it all, but I'm also fine with, you barely ever know that the thing exists, because you're just dealing with the actual human drama. Like, just, good human drama. So, back to Richard Armitage, who we obviously got bored of, because we went completely off. I didn't get bored, I was no, just talking. No, both of us. I wasn't bored of it. Um, I, yeah, I was. I was thoroughly bored by him. Oh, you mean in the movie? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he, I, I could think of countless 
other actors who would, you know, at least have put something into him where I cared about him. Because I really did not care about him. Uh, and he's a British guy, and I didn't notice that he slipped from his British... He's an, For some reason, he can't be British, so he's American. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why get... The... <laughs> <laughs> Ever. That, that can't be a thing, can it? A, a British person would never live in a small town in... Never. Oh, never. Never. So, yeah. And as I'm walking through the cubicle maze of my office, I hear the guy from London almost every week. That's what I mean. Barking but, over so, the top of everyone. So Richard Armitage has Cohen goes to be up to him and says, look, because you work in this town, in this country, you have to pretend that you don't have a, a British yeah. accent. And I didn't notice it, but then in the when you mentioned that you did, and then the extras, he does this bit where he yells at his son. I was like, oh, that just sounds like he's doing Lord of the Rings. Exactly. There. So, yeah, Richard Armitage is in this movie. Sarah Wayne Callies plays Alison, and she's from The Walking Dead, Laurie. I disliked her as well. I did. And I disliked her in The Walking Dead as well. I liked her more in this than I did in The Walking Dead. Yeah, but... I will say that. But still, I didn't care. Again. You know what? If I had to add up everybody, I cared more about her. I didn't care about the mother-daughter thing or whatever. But I felt like she does a great job, and I think it's her more than her being her character... Of showing that care for every individual person. She yeah, cared about him and his I did son. notice that. She cuddled the girl. Yeah. And I felt like that was the touches that she gave that woman that made total sense to me. I, she I rose notice. above everybody else in that area. When she's running around at the end and people are there, and she every she kept looking at people and saying, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, I did notice yeah, that. that but, she was a, that, And I don't know that that's a her thing. Or she would have said, look, this woman, you know... Would care for some people. She wouldn't just run around. She's not the Storm Chaser dude. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, talking of the Storm Chaser dude, he's played by Matt Walsh and he plays Pete. And he's like, he's like a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. He's just a dick. Yeah, but I mean, he's completely like selfish. He doesn't care about the lives of others, really. It's like, he, he got to get this footage. Got Even when he takes those memory cards and gives yeah, them... Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm just, saying. For half a second, he's supposed he's claiming that he cares, but yeah, he, so he's like a cartoon character, you know. It's and here's what my my pet peeves in life are: people who have that thing with whatever their project is, as an artist or a filmmaker or a writer or whatever your thing is, even working in you know government projects, and you have to. Play the politics of getting your money. I rely on this money. And he's on the phone at one point. So you so you cut oh, me off. So the, our grant yeah. is done or whatever. And I just find that kind of... Ugh, I don't like that. I know mean, it's necessary in the world, but I didn't need to be reminded of that. And then we've got the kids who are uh, Richard Armitage's kids. Uh, Donnie and Trey, played by Max Deacon and Nathan Cress. They're just a couple of They got teenagers. better? Or they're better off and on, so I can't give them 100% zero. Yeah, but... <laughs> I can't give them zero percent, but I at wasn't... At the beginning, that... it was just... Bleh. And, um... It wasn't bad, like, as in they're bad. It was bad as in someone allowed them to be but... what I call the Nickelodeon acting yeah, that's of what the it teenagers. Feels like, yeah. That they're hamming it up, and not just hamming it up for their own cameras, but they're hamming it up, and they're being told how... I don't know. Maybe they're actually being they're letters. actually being told act natural like you are at high school, and then yeah, then because they've been told that it doesn't work, and it, then the emotional scene isn't emotional when it's supposed to be. You know the yeah, it's not, is it? Unfortunately, no, it's not at all. <laughs> no. I, I was like, 
Yeah, okay. Can we see the tornado again? I know what's going to happen, so... so. I I literally was thinking, (laughs) can I see the tornado again? It was really cool. So that's... You know? We're terrible. There's there's that thing. We... And then if the I go- can ever pinpoint that intangible thing, and then there's the that girl. makes movies and people and characters actually like that whatever that, that switch. Them, not just that, but like that all swooms together and makes like oh yeah, like I'm into this. Like, like I don't know what it is. Like the characters in this movie are supposed to be real life people, you know, characters. Like they're not based on real people, but I mean to make this movie believable, they're supposed to be like people you can relate to. Yeah. Now. I'm thinking of another movie that we watched, and it was um, the Fast and the Furious. Fa- not Fast and the Furious, the uh, Need for Speed, right? That mo- that is a total, you know, fictional. Like it's a story for fun. Like the racing cars, that's what you. And the characters are very one-dimensional, and they don't. You don't really believe them. They're just they're just there for fun, and they're just there to further the story. Cardboard cutout. And it, it kind of works in that movie because it's kind of silly and dumb, and it's not about anything real. It's about yeah. jumping cars over things and stuff. It's crazy. Is that the one with the lighthouse? Yeah. Okay. Those characters feel really one-dimensional, but it didn't affect the movie because, you know, you're just there. It's Need for Speed. They're racing some cars. The characters in this movie just felt like those characters. They all felt stiff and not real. Like, I can't even believe that kid's a school kid. It's just like, that school se- that school doesn't even seem right. Like, the whole thing don't seem right, the, the human drama of it. Mm-mm. But The Tornadoes is great. So it's a weird movie. The Tornadoes is great, eh? Um, so this is directed by Stephen Quayle. And his other directing, and I have not seen this one, Final Destination 5. I didn't even know there was five. Well, I've seen, what, three? Two or three? Yeah. Um, but it kind of explains it, because the Final Destination movies, they're also really dumb. Like that, But that's the idea of them. They've got very one-dimensional characters, and everybody's going to die. That's what Final Destination's about, right? And it works in that movie, because you know what's going to happen from the beginning. Like, it's just... So it kind of explains why that director (laughs) would like... Who directs that, which is all about... Not necessarily. What I'm saying is, Final Destination, it's all about, this has to look cool, all these kills have to be really cool, you have to come out of the theater and like, wow, that was was cool. You know, everything was big and it was cool. Which it kind of succeeds, that movie. I don't know about the fifth one. The first one did, for me anyway. I kind of enjoyed it. But uh, this is really feels like music video director. Got to have it all moving, moving, everybody moving, everybody doing... You got to be cool. You got to... This shot's got to be it's cool. Very, you got to do this. It's very canned, like, like a packaged thing. Yeah. You know? Like, it doesn't feel personalized... To anyone, by anyone, it doesn't feel like it has any sort of anything at all. Now, even Need for Speed or Fast and the Furious, they have a very strong aesthetic, very strong thing that they are... Yeah, they they're are, doing... They're trying to they be have, something. They have a thing. And they create their own sort of vibe. You know, they copy off of things. But neat when you think of those movies, you think very specific things. Yeah. This... There's nothing to it. It is sort of like the generic version of a big Hollywood movie that doesn't have, like, to me, it doesn't have a personality. It doesn't have a... If I could just have cared, like, a, uh, you know... You're right. Like, I'm not saying that the horrible, sad things in life aren't really sad. And in real life, if I met someone whose mother died, 
And I do know someone who's mother. That's horrible and sad. But when you just lay it on top of some characters as if it was just a throwaway thing because someone sat down when they were writing the script and said, father of two teenage boys, mother dead. Okay, that's them. That's that family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meteorologist um, working away from her five-year-old daughter. Okay, well, there's that one. And that, and that thing as well. Um, you know, oh, we're in this horrible situation and this girl's leg's cut. Oh, i got to fix the leg. Oh, how do you know how to fix the leg? My mother, who died, was a nurse. Yeah, exactly. And she used to teach us that. It's like, oh, wow, that's just like script writing. Exactly. Like, oh, that's a coincidence. You know, it's there's a lot of that. And that's the problem, I think. It's the script. Because whoever did the special effects did a good job. Yeah. It's the human part of the movie. <laughs> As we have said. That is bad. But a lot of people won't care. No. Yeah, they won't even know what we're talking about when they watch it. No. They'll be like, I love Lori from Walking Dead. <laughs> Getting yeah. sucked up in a tornado. That's awesome. Um, so, extras. There are three extras on this Blu-ray. Um, they're all pretty good, actually, because they do... That Reed guy from Storm Chasers, he talks you through, you know, what these... The, the tornadoes in the movie, what they actually are. category, The categories that they fall into and the different yeah. shapes. So it's more educational than the movie is, like... I, I like that um, the actors talk a little bit, not much. They just talk. So you about would want to see the documentary that's being made inside the movie instead of the movie. Yeah, like to <laughs> actually just deal with the twisters, like because that's the that's the fun part of this movie. I mean, it's not fun, but it's the yeah. exciting part of this movie. So uh, yeah, that's all there is for extras. We just do need three. a new volcano movie, like an actual. You know, I think the idea of a volcano. If, you, if nobody's seen it, but the movie Volcano from a long time ago, from the 80s, 90s. It'll come 90s, around again. That the idea of a volcano forming, like, in the middle of Los Angeles, it sounds really super hokey, and the movie is really hokey. However, Nowadays, it's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, you know, because they come up, they they do happen. So Into the Storm, um, it's just really average to me, uh, but I did enjoy the special effects. Yeah. If you just turn your brain off totally, like... Just, you're not going to get anything from the characters. Or maybe you are if you... The only thing I could do was plunk myself, or not myself, but my the knowledge that I have from actual people who have survived tornadoes, like from Joplin and Oklahoma. I've listened to people on the news and stuff. Inject them into that, the, the, ter- the, the actual terror, and like remove the characters from the movie and be like, okay, these, these real people are facing this real thing. But it's not a, a total loss because there are some great special effects shots and some actual good camera work, to be honest, considering a lot of it's done on cell phones and stuff. Or is it? Uh, I don't GoPro think so. cell phones. It actually looks all right. You know, sometimes with that type of movie, go back and watch Cloverfield. It's so shaky and crazy, like, because they, they thought, oh, well, everybody who holds a camera is going to jerk it around. It, then they can hide the special effects as well and stuff. This movie doesn't do that. You see everything. Like it, nobody's jerking everything around. It's pretty, pretty good footage. Even the cell phone footage. Yeah. So I don't think it is. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's that camera that he had yeah, in his hands. He, something like yeah, that. Yeah, they made. You know, and all that makes sense. They would have all that stuff, but you know. Yeah. So um, thanks to Warner Brothers. Uh, in conclusion, I mildly recommend it. I mean, if you just want to turn your brain off and have like a really action movie. Plus, here's what I was going to say. They're making a time capsule of video interviews of all the students that are graduating or whatever. So, in 25 years, you know, 
They're acting as if in that 25 years, they will have forgotten their entire life. Yeah. And this was like, you've got amnesia now. I didn't understand that <laughs> When you're 41, you will have forgotten all about your past. And yeah. now I'm here to remind you of it's like, what I'm, house you I'm, lived in. and what I'm 20-year-old <laughs> you, and now you're 45. No, and they're what, 18, 17, 18. And what you did today uh, in this, yeah, like you wouldn't, well, like I mean, you, would you wouldn't run. know the specifics, but. Yeah, but it does seem like a weird thing. Yeah, maybe people and do you, that. Maybe and that's know, a thing. Other script writing, um, you Tropes. know, like father is the principal of the school. The kids are. Oh my god, my father's the principal of the school. It sucks. It would, that wasn't emphasized too much. That was. Tiny. But it's still a lot of. Oh, this feels like, you know. Mm, yeah. So yeah, that is a into the storm um, contest. We have a con a new contest on Monday coming up and Sid talk. Yes. Have a look. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm giving her the box with the contest prize inside it. And she's going to tell you what we're going to be giving away on Monday. <laughs> Why do I get to keep it? But we're just going to no, tell everybody we're giving it away? No, it's going to a, a lucky winner. Ooh, I like this one. Is this the new one? Yeah. You have to, talk, you have to explain to the people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just give it to my... I want it myself. Uh... And that's funny, because you seem a recommendation. Yeah, I did. That's why I am. Um, this Halloween season, I made the effort to make as, watch as many hot horror-type movies as I could. Plus, my foot was um, healing up from surgery, so I watched a lot. And in amongst them was Dead Snow, which is a Norwegian uh, horror movie that involves uh, Nazi zombies. You, you actually yeah. mentioned it. Uh, yeah, um, I really liked it. And this is Dead Snow 2, Red vs. Dead. So Correct. I'm excited to see it when I'm watching it. And I need to watch it. Is it still it. Norwegian or is it... Yeah, it's still Norwegian, I believe. I have to watch um, Dead Snow 1 because you said that if you, now, like, if you like Evil Dead, you'd I, like it. I have to clarify. Because when you're watching Dead Snow, and the reason I'm recommending it... Where, are we on recommendation yet? Because I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it now. Is that the acting, some of the dialogue, even though it's in Norwegian and I don't speak that, I'm reading. I'm reading the... Um, subtitles and if if you watch enough movies with other languages you learn that the interpretation of what's on the screen is probably not what they're really saying it's sort of like the English version so and even then you're getting like there's an opening scene where the girls are in one car and the boys in the other and they're talking about who's single and who's not and it's really shallow and like oh my god so she's the kind of the slutty one and he's like the dickhead and he's the conservative one so you've got these same st stereotypes Two-dimensional characters. And as you go through the movie, that doesn't necessarily get undone. So there is a cheapness there. But it's that thing, that magic dust somebody threw in there where you just, you go with it. And all of a sudden you do care about them individually. And you're like, oh, it, no, what it's kind of a comedy. A yeah. Bit, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's very, it's got, it's definitely got homage to Evil Dead. There's even a moment when he's like, fling, 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 and then making his own weapons and shit. So, Evil, or Dead Snow 2. Nice. I don't know if this, it says it's from the guy who directed Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. That was an American movie. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, so I... But it'd be funny, though, to have a Norwegian first movie, and then to make the sequel in English. Yeah. Let's watch it, let's watch it, let's watch it, let's watch it. I need to see the first one. What so are we I watching will, it? I will watch it. So, yeah, if you want to win a copy of Dead Snow 2, tune into ascoolie.com this week, and you can win one. Um, let's do recommendations, then. 
Oh, let's actually say what next week's Blu-ray review is. It's Guardians of the Galaxy at long last. <gasps> Finally! So. Holy shit. Um, recommendations. I am going with Splice, which was a Warner Brothers movie from a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, and Cabin Fever. And the reason I've chose these, I was, I was thinking, what disaster movies can I uh, recommend? And then I was looking at disaster movies and I was like... Yeah, they're all, you know, nature, come to get man, or aliens, or whatever. Then I was like, what about man creating his own disaster? And Splice is li- is literally man create- yeah. me- creating his own disaster. And so is Cabin Fever. So Absolutely. They're both disaster movies. Most zombie movies would be man creating their own yeah. disaster. Um, so Splice and Cabin Fever. My other one would have been Armageddon, which I say every time, so I'm not going to say that one. And... Uh, I really like Cabin it. Fever's. Yeah, it's I mean, it's not great either. You have to. We have to accept that there are weaknesses, but that is something. Leg shaving scene. Uh, 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 uh. Even if it, even if you just watch it just for that, as a woman, you will always. Re- uh, this gives me the shivers. Even as a man, it's gross. It gives me the. Yeah, but you've never shaved your leg, and the. Uh, and mine are face. dead snow, as we've discussed, and another one that I like. That is a mixture, also a different language than I speak, is Troll Hunter, which I think I've recommended also. But it's got that same mixture of hokey and... I saw Troll Hunter, I watched it. Sort of shallowness, and yet... That was a POV footage. The thing is, the thing of it, and then all of a sudden when the shit hits the fan, you're you're there more. You're like more interested and you actually care about who gets squished and who gets... It felt more real... And it was a Troll oh, Hunter movie. It felt Hunter more was real really than this good. one. Yeah. It was real. The special effects were really good. Yeah. Like, really good. So, I was uh, going to recommend Monsters, but I didn't really like it. So I need to watch it again. Because it's one of those that you kind of hinted at that you don't really see the thing so much till the very end. It's hinted at. You hear noises of the monsters. Uh, Earth's been, like, invaded years ago, and now there are these zones, and then this guy has to get this girl out of the zone. And I didn't particularly like it. I mean, the acting and stuff is fine, I guess. But I was, I was watching it on Godzilla my tablet. Yeah. So maybe I need to watch it again on the big TV. All right. So games and Ace Scully stuff this week. There are, there were some games released this week, but I did not play most of them because they're not my cup of tea. Dragon Age was one of them. Um, but what did happen this week is there were some patches for some games. What was for Destiny? Um and Destiny is getting an expansion pack on the 9th of December, so you'll be able to play a brand new raid. It's a whole big thing on, on the 9th of December. Like, um, if you've stopped playing Destiny, you'd probably want to go back and play it on the 9th, because uh, it's going to have a brand new story part, a new raid, and a load of new multiplayer stuff. So it's not a little tiny patch. But they did the patch this week in preparation for December the 9th. So there's nothing new. But the stuff's already there for you, so you don't have to download it on the day, I guess. So it's kind of an interesting concept. So, like, as soon as December the 9th comes, all that stuff will be available for you. Um, Drive Club also had a patch this week. Now, they still haven't fixed Drive Club, which is... We're in two months in now, and it's still not working. But they did find time to make a patch. And the patch isn't inconsequential either, because they've added photo mode to the... um, it, Drive Club seemed to me very incomplete from the start. Like, there was loads of features they wanted to add, but they had to get the game out. Um, 
Now they've added some of those features and they've added a photo mode. So you can actually pause the game at any time, spin the camera around, zoom in, zoom out, add vignette features, all that kind of stuff, take photos and share them on Twitter. I've shared a picture this week from there. It's really cool photo mode. You can, it's like a really fancy camera. You can do f-stop and, you know, you can set the focus to the foreground and have the background blurred or the other way around, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's free and it's been added to Drive Club. You can, even though Drive Club still doesn't work, you can do photo mode. Uh, and finally, last week, I recommended that you upgrade your Nexus 7 to Android Lollipop. And throughout the week, Lollipop just started to really slow down for me and get really bad. And then I went to like Google's forums and holy hell was there a lot of people saying exactly the same thing. There was people like, I can't even use my tablet. It's so bad. Like it, I can't, like I open it and it's like two minutes later, the screen comes on. You know, it got really bad for a lot of people. Um, Google say they're looking into that issue, but I couldn't live with it because I do use my tablet all the time. And I couldn't live with opening the front cover and having to wait for the screen to come on like for over a minute sometimes. So I reformatted it and put KitKat back on. Um, and? I'm, KitKat's perfectly smooth, very fast. It always was. Um, it's, it's back to normal again. But Lollipop was, not only was it like I was opening the cover and it was taking like a minute for the screen to show up. The other thing was it was sucking the battery down like my tablet, normal use. And I pick it up all the time, check something, put it back down, you know, just, you know, a couple of minutes here and there using it, but all day pretty much. I normally get two days use out of the battery. I, I, I plug it in every two days next to my bed. The lollipop was not even lasting half a day. So I knew something was wrong. So I don't know what it is. Google say that they're looking into problems. So I would say to you, if you haven't upgraded to lollipop yet, just leave it until uh, Google say it's okay to. Because I will upgrade in the end, but only when everybody says it works fine. You know, I'm not going to do it because it isn't, it isn't trivial to update your tablet to a new operating system. I had to wipe mine completely and start again, so I don't want to do that all the time. Uh, and finally, tonight on HBO, uh, the series I've mentioned before with Stephen Merchant called Hello Ladies. It was just one season, six episodes. He's finishing it off tonight with the Hello Ladies, the movie. Uh, it's on at nine o'clock tonight, so by the time you listen to this, you'll be able to watch it on HBO Go. Um, he's doing a 90-minute, like Ricky Gervais does, like finishing off the series. I loved Hello Ladies. I was hoping for a new season, but this is the uh, next best thing um, because it's so funny. It's uh, one of those comedies where you cringe the entire time because it's like, what situation is he going to get in next? Or what's he going to say? It's just, ah. Uh. <laughs> so Hello Ladies, it's on tonight. So Sidtar, what's for dinner? Tonight, I think we're going to make some pasta and then some sauce with the crumbles in it. Okay. Don't remember which brand I have left. Smart Life. They're all good. They are all good, and some peas. And when we say crumbles, it's like um, veg, uh, meat substitute. Textured vegetable protein that has been seasoned and flavored by someone Delicious. else, not by me, and it cooks in the pan, and then I put the sauce in it, and it's fantastic. Love it, and so that's it. I'm not feeling. I'd rather go to Subway, but I know you won't eat it. So, what's your advice? <laughs> Will you eat Subway? See, Ugh, I don't have any today, except. Hmm. Well, here's one thing topical. I think 
few years ago, several years ago, right? That's not topical. Michael, no. <laughs> we'll keep listening. A few years, several years ago, Michael Jackson gets accused of something horrible and terrible. We all agree. The accusation's horrible and terrible. He went to court, whatever. None of the end result is part of my problem. As soon as he was accused, and people started coming forward in the media and on CNN and doing interviews and claiming what they claimed, accusing him of the things they said he did, right. I don't know one way or the other. So I'm not, I'm not on a side. I'm saying... Everyone almost, except the hardcore Michael Jackson people, turned against him. Yeah. He's no longer, he was no longer the same Michael Jackson. He was vilified. He was everything. Instantly. It wasn't even like, oh, let's give him a chance. It was like, oh, well, the, the thing was, well, we always knew he was a weirdo. So now we have proof. But you didn't have proof. You had accusations. And now Bill Cosby is accused of horrible things. People coming forward and claiming what they claim. Again, I'm not on either side because I wasn't there. I do not know. I don't know who to believe or what not to believe. What I do know is this. Everyone that I've listened to and seen and heard posts from and people I know even comment things like, Oh, it's Bill Cosby. He would never do that. Oh, I've heard the opposite. Oh, it's Bill Cosby. Like, what a horrible um, monster. I've heard the no, opposite. Most of ever, And even on the news, it's like we're finding every reason to not vilify him. Other than the few news stories that will take the person who's trying to accuse him of whatever it is. That happened with David Letterman, too. No, not the same. I mean, there was a lot of, oh, but yeah, it's but David people, Letterman. Yeah, but David Letterman came and went. Nobody gives a mm. shit. <laughs> but Bill Cosby will be a lasting thing, like the Michael Jackson thing. But, yes, there are going to be some people who go, oh, what an asshole, Bill Cosby, doing these horrible things, when they don't know. Right? But that's not the majority of what I'm hearing and seeing. It's like whole crowds of people are cheering for him, whole things are popping up to support him, and even people I know say, yeah, because he's a classy guy. And then it's like this hint of, well, even if he did some of these things, it was a long time ago, and these women seem kind of nuts. These women want attention. So even if he did, let's just move on. Mm. Like, so is it because it's, it's, sexually assaulting or taking advantage of women that doesn't get people's backs up but child abuse does which is horrible and it should or is it because michael jackson was established as a person that a lot of people had a question mark about just in general not for any reason just he's michael jackson and he wasn't he wasn't mr bill cosby you know but we're very very quicker to say well he's also a 70 year old man yeah. He would never do this. Well, these people aren't saying he did it when he was 70. They're saying he did it when he was, like, 50 <laughs> and earlier. So I just think, think about that. Like, who you are willing to accept the worst about with no evidence whatsoever. Like, zero evidence. You do not know. No, nobody knows. Nobody knows. So it's your bias and your prejudice, whatever it is, whether you just like Bill Cosby because you like him and he's Cosby from the Cosby show and he could never do anything bad. And, well, that's Michael Jackson. I never liked his music anyway, so he's probably a weirdo. Whatever it is, you're coming to it with some sort of prejudice. And now this horrible thing in real life comes to light. How do you view it because of that? And my advice is just think about it. 
All right, so let me remind you about our website. It's aschoolie.com, sitar.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch this podcast on stitcher.com. That's www.stitcher.com. You can search for After the Show there. Or you can go to the iTunes Music Store, the Zoom Marketplace, whatever Microsoft does these days. I'm just interrupting you. Look at the painting I just did in The Sims. <laughs> Joss. I don't know. What. It's a lady about to get eaten by a shark. True. Interesting. You can also catch it on iTunes Music Store or just go to aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast, and you can subscribe there. Email feedback to me at aschoolie.com if you want to win a copy of Dead Snow, Red vs. Dead. Dead Snow 2, Red vs. Dead. Just uh, Monday or Tuesday, you'll be able to see it on aschoolie.com. I'll tweet it out when I put the link there. And finally, stay classy. It's really hard to think of a stay classy for this one. The tornadoes. No, they're not classy. They're they're um, force of nature, but they're not very nature. classy. Stay classy, nature. Nature just wants to kill us. It does. That's pretty classy. <laughs> but it's not classy. He doesn't mean that against anyone who's ever had a horrible tragedy with nature. Holy shit. And I'm going to say that's just bullshit. And I'm going to say think for yourselves or somebody will do it for you. 